0: Good morning, Nachum. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody, and good Chodesh, everybody. Today being the first day of Rosh Chodesh Cheshvan. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Pashas Noach. In Pashas Noach, we are off and running in the sense that we cover the second millennium, the second ten. Excuse me, the second thousand years of civilization. We focus on Noah, and the parsha ends with the emergence of Avram Avinu. You have in this parsha the terrible generation of Dor Hamabul, the generation of the flood, that because there was a breakdown man to man, they had to be destroyed. Eight human beings and representation of the entire animal kingdom are preserved miraculously for a year in the floating zoo. And then you have the incident of the Dor HaFlaga, the generation that was dispersed. There, man was unified, and if you want, you can say he was two, T-O-O, unified, and therefore... There was a rebellion against Hashem, and they are dispersed. As a result of their being dispersed, Avram of Vinu is now able to come upon the scene. Interestingly, the opening Pusuk of Parshas Noah contains his name no less than three times. The verse reads, Eletodos Noah, these are the literally generations or offspring of Noach, Kamar. Noach ish sadik. Noach was a righteous man, Tomimo Abidoro sav, he was perfect in his generations, Esu elokim ishaleich Noach, Noach walked, with God. If you were to write this in your English composition class, so the teacher might say the content is fantastic, but the style using the same pronoun, noach, three times in the same verse, the teacher would probably circle it in red and say, wait a second, we just don't write like this. The Torah does write like this because our rabbis say, noach lived In literally three different times. He lived prior to the Mabul, to the flood, he lived during the flood, and he lived post after the Mabul. And it's Noach after the Mabul that I'd like to speak about. That Noach is a righteous man, that is very significant prior and during, prior to, in contrast to his generation. During the Mabul, the Talmud tells us that Noah and his sons were busy literally 24-7, feeding the animals. And the rabbis explain this based upon the verse In Tehillim of Olam, Chesed Yibaneh, that literally our world is based upon Chesed, kindness, the doing of good deeds. And now that the world was destroyed because there was a breakdown and a lack of Chesed, Noah had to create a foundation for the new world order based upon chesed. So he was feeding the animals 24-7. And ask yourself, with all the miracles that existed in the ark, could there not be feeders in each, quote, cage that noah one day a week could have put some food and would have lasted the entire week and he could have been resting and relaxing and the answer is of course Hashem could have done that but there would not have been this energy of chesed that was literally created on and in the, ma- the mabul and in the teva in the ark which literally provided the foundation for the forthcoming generations so I'd like to focus upon Noah after the flood. Unfortunately, what does the Torah tell us in chapter 9, Pasuk 21, for yachil noach ish adama. Noah, the Medrish notes, the same man who's called ish Sadiq, he literally plummets and falls that the Torah now calls him ish adama, a man Of the earth. And Vayochel, the Torah says, understood by our rabbis to mean that Noach literally stripped himself of sanctity. Hamavdil ben Kodesh lochol. The word Vayochel is. That of Khol compared to Kodesh, holiness. He now stripped himself of the holiness that he had by planting the vineyard, and as we know, the vine, and as we uh, uh, know, he drinks excess, gets drunk, and unfortunately, Chum, uh, his son, sees his father. And the Torah tells us that, unfortunately, whether it's Ham or Kena'an, his son, they castrate Noah, lest he have more children. And, unfortunately, the rest, as we know, is, quote, downhill for Noah. I'd like to focus on the very important message that the Torah is telling each and every one of us. We can all make good excuses as to why Noah planted a vineyard. Some say that literally he was looking to rebuild the world and go about his new mission, b'simcha, yayin yisamach, as we said this morning, in Borchi Tilim 104, wine gladdens the heart. And Noah wanted to go about building the New World Order with wine in his system. Meant well, but the rabbis judge him and say this was not the first thing that he could have, should have planted. Others say that, oh my goodness, coming out of the ark, seeing total Tovavo devastation in front of him. This was a kind of suudas haro, just as when we return from the cemetery, we have a meal, so the Hagoos maimenis suggests that the meal that Noah had literally um, wine and meat now he's given permission to eat meat, was appropriate for a Sa'udas havra'ah. But clearly the message that our rabbis are learning from Noah is as follows, as we find in the second chapter of um, Pirkei Avos, Mishnah 4. Where Hillel teaches the following very important concept. He begins by saying, Al Tifrosh Minat don't literally remove yourself from the community, and the Al Tamim, don't literally be, quote, sure of yourself, confident in your ability. To constantly be a righteous individual. In other words, be on guard from the Yetzer Hara, be on guard from moral assaults of all different nations, m- and matters rather, till the end of your days, till your last time. And so Noah, who was that great Sadiq, unfortunately allowed his self. And he had his garb down. In other words, his protection was down, and as a result, unfortunately, he fell down. The rabbis teach us based upon the verse in chapter 15 of Proverbs, and that is Chaim Lamallo lamaskil. The intelligent individual realizes that he cannot stand still. He always has to go up, because if you're not going up, you will go, unfortunately, down, which happened to Noah. The message, I believe, for us is so loud and clear. We all went through such a... A beautiful Yom Tov, and indeed, the way the Sfas Emes explains the Torah calls the Yom Tov of Sukkos Chag Osif, the holiday of ingathering. Literally, what does this mean? That the farmer has putting all his energies quote without into the field, planting, cultivating, watering, nurturing that which he has planted, and now in the fall, in the season of Sukkos, it's Chag HaOsef, it's the holiday of the harvest, and he takes his possessions, his produce, into his home. Explains the Sfas MS unbelievably, It is Chag or Sif, it is the holiday of ingathering for Hashem as well, that as man takes his possessions into his home, namely, his home in a literal sense, God takes his possessions, i.e. the Jewish people, into his home, namely the Beis Hamikdash, namely into the Sukkah. And now, After Sukkos on Shmini Atzeres, which is the holiday of transition from the Sukkah into the home, literally he escorts us back to our homes. And what is the responsibility, what is the task of the Jew? To continue. Continue having him into our homes. What does that mean? We said in each of the Shemona Esrei on Yom Tov, literally translated as bestow upon us, or better, literally lift the blessing of the holidays upon us. Namely, that we should take it with us, All of the commitment, all of the high that we had on Rosh Hashanah, with the Nisanatoket, with the blowing of the shofar at the time of Yom Kippur, be it at the time of Nila, whenever you said the vidui, you took upon yourselves various resolves, be it during the time of Sukkos, in the Sukkah, Hoshan Rabbah, whenever you had that religious high, comes along Parashas Noach and says, learn from Noach's mistakes. Noach let his guard down, and as a result he plummeted. And we dare not allow that to happen. We have to keep our guard up. We have to take the Yom Tov with us. And if we can't take the Shofar, and if we can't take the Inui of Yom Kippur, and we can't take the Sukkah and the Lulav, but what can we take? We can take the Torah with us. And by committing ourselves to personal Torah study on a greater level, attending another class, getting a chavrusa, calling your local rabbi and saying, who is there in the community that maybe I can serve as a tutor, a mentor for them? And therefore, in the process, not only will they be growing in their understanding of Judaism, but so too will you. And therefore, Parshas Noah speaks to each and every one of us and says, it was a beautiful Yom Tov. Let's keep the beauty of the Yom Tov going. Is it easy? No. I grew up with the expression, Shver Ayid. But this should be our challenge. The challenge of taking Yom Tov with us and making sure that this forthcoming year is going to be one that, just like Moshe Rabenu, who starts out as an Ish Mitzri, he ends up Isho Elokim. We want to go in that direction and not, God forbid, the direction of Noah. Shabbat Shalom and a good Chodesh to all.